Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, the podcast that explores the profound journey from personal chaos to transformation and mastery. I'm your host, Jane Marquiandi, and in today's episode, we'll uncover the remarkable story of Blair Abbey, who found his path to mastery through a career meltdown and the incredible transformation that ensued when he made contact with his soul and found a manifestation practice that is more than expected. Ever wonder how a meltdown can lead to mastery or how connecting with your higher self can transform your life? Blair Abbey is here to answer these questions. Blair's journey takes us through the ups and downs of life, inspiring us with his deep connection to his higher self a connection that emerged in the midst of adversity. Join us as we delve into his revelations, including the best possible outcome process, a manifestation practice. Blair's message serves as a beacon of hope, illustrating that personal growth, spiritual awakening, and positive transformation are possible even in the face of life's most challenging moments. Enjoy this enlightening episode that may just inspire you to turn your meltdowns into mastery. Welcome to Meltdown to Mastery, empowering women to overcome midlife crisis by rewiring the subconscious mind. Feeling overwhelmed, disillusioned, stuck? We all have. Here we explore inspiration, and empowerment to navigate through the tough times and move to a place where hearts soar, minds manifest, and bodies heal. Welcome, Blair. Jane, thank you. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Yes, me too. So let's dive into your meltdown that led to mastery. And I think it's just perfect because you were trying to do a good thing and ended up getting fired. And I'm sure it didn't feel good at the time, but now you teach about manifestation and meditation and it's, it's a wonderful thing now, but tell us about that journey. Hmm. About eight years ago, I took a significant promotion and moved to the West coast to San Diego. It was a, it was a big move, and I was really excited about it. It turned out my boss was, however, um, something of a psychopath and abusing employees, mishandling funds, basically running our program into the ground. And I'd come from a very high-performing uh, group on the East Coast, and this was just intolerable. And after a year, I decided that I needed to report what was going on to the higher ups and they did an investigation found that uh that that my boss was uh in fact uh, doing a number of misbehaviors if you will uh and due to that after that investigation they they fired her let her go however they fired me also and they said that I was a troublemaker well, what that really meant was that I had made trouble for them by reporting the problem and that I had to go as well. Well, as you can imagine, that was devastating. I'd moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. I didn't really know anybody much in San Diego. My 25-year career 
had come to an end. I was without a steady income uh, and really didn't know what I was going to do next. What I did was to take a deep dive into my meditation practice. Now, I had been doing yoga for about 45 years, almost, you know, almost 50 years now. Took a deep dive into my meditation practice, really for therapy. Um, and I also started journaling uh, to capture my uh, thoughts and, and realizations, understandings, and so forth. And after doing that for a while, I realized that I was beginning to have an, uh, an odd experience, which I've come to know uh, was contact with my soul. And that as I wrote in my journal in the evenings, I began to get a flow of information, realizations, understandings that were really not consciously my own. Um, they were high level uh, understandings and realizations. And, and, and uh, I realized, like I said, it, that it was that I'd made soul contact that I had had begun to have interactions with my higher self. And, and that was really um, uh, kind of mind-blowing in a way. It was very gratifying. Uh, and at times I would sit and write for, I don't know, an hour, just words just flowing through my fingers onto the computer screen. And when I would go back and, and, and look at what I had written, I'd be surprised. It wasn't my normal voice if you will, wasn't my um, traditional upbringing. Uh, it, was, it was really something new. And after doing that for a number of months, I accumulated, oh gosh, over 100,000 words and began to realize that I had material for some books that I could share what I was learning, what I was coming to know with other people and that it would be um, I, th I thought valuable to others. The result has been a, a total over the six years that I've been doing this, about six books on the subject of meditation, manifestation, and related related topics. And among the things that I came to realize was that what happened was really for the best, even though it didn't seem like it at the time. What I really needed was a 90-degree turn in the direction that I was going, that I was really done with the work that I'd been doing for 25 years. And it was time for me to be off on a new adventure and that soul had a, had other plans for me. My relationship with my higher self, with my, with my soul has just, it continued to increase. And almost on a daily basis, I'm doing some sort of writing where I have a sense of soul contact and I have ongoing conversations with this part of myself. At this point, I don't uh, curse my uh, tormentors anymore, but I am grateful to them for mm. what happens and and have um, uh, headed off in a, a direction that has become so, so, so um, gratifying and uh, helpful and valuable to me and I think valuable to other people as I've shared my understandings, learnings, uh, and and my writings. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how life, when it serves us, the biggest curveballs that are the most difficult can lead to something like this, and it ends up being a gift. It's just incredible. Well, it is. And I, I know that you know 
this as well as I do, because this is the kind of work that you do as you talk to people uh, about their journeys, uh, that often the what seems uh, traumatic at the time turns out to be a blessing. Yeah. So now you teach, do you teach how to get in touch with, like teach each of us how to get in touch with our higher self? Because I think that is what all of us need in order to live soul purpose. I think so. You know, it's not something that we learn in school for sure. Uh, It's not something that we learn from teachers, from parents. It's not something we learn from even spiritual leaders. I think primarily because they don't know. Few of them have had uh, an experience of soul contact. There's, you know, our whole culture is set up as a a, a monument, if you will, to three-dimensional reality and to human consciousness and and the human mind all of which point to this being a very difficult planet, point to it being a very difficult uh, world to negotiate, uh, to succeed in, and and has sort of a dog-eat-dog overlay to it. Mm -hmm. Um, When in reality, with soul contact, what I've come to learn is how amazing this place is, that there's in fact a, a five-dimensional overlay on three-dimensional reality. Uh, spirit is kind of an invisible universe, if you will, but directly available to all of us. And that our higher self or our souls has been waiting perhaps lifetimes for us to wake up and to have and to open up. Uh, to that part of ourselves, wait, waiting for us to invite, if you will, mm-hmm. our soul or our higher selves uh, into our lives. And I, I think it's the achievement of a lifetime, perhaps many lifetimes, for somebody to wake up and to have the um, amazing experience that comes with 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 soul contact, because life becomes so much more vibrant and good people, things, circumstances are attracted to those who wake up to that part of themselves because it's a it, it, it's it's a higher part of ourselves. It's a higher vibrational part of ourselves. It's a part of ourselves that attracts by by the law of attraction, uh, good people, things, circumstances, uh, beauty, penetrating understandings, the ability to see with sacred eyes rather than just human eyes, the world around us. And what's actually here, in addition to the obvious that we were born into and that we've been trained, uh, really, in many ways, hypnotized to believe is the human existence that that uh, um, that, that has no um, alternative, and so making soul con- or teaching people, you know, to to make soul contact is one of the things that I uh, do uh, as a author, as a teacher, as a as an ordinary mystic, you know, somebody who sought for and found higher understanding, spiritual understandings, uh, uh, wisdom 
in a way that I, looking back, could not have imagined. Yeah, pretty wonderful. Yeah, tell me. (laughs) So when you say soul contact, you're also saying contacting your higher self. Can you just describe what the higher self is and where they yes. reside. <laughs> I understand. That that part of ourselves, our higher selves, our 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 soul, exists in fifth dimensional reality, which is 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 the same reality that we um encounter when we take our last breath on planet Earth and our first breath in our new adventure. Five dimensional reality from my perspective my understanding, interpenetrates three-dimensional reality. But again, it's invisible. So there are many things that that we can't perceive with, with human eyes and with the human senses, unless and until we have an experience of some sort, or we have get some training of some sort, we get exposure to somebody who has had a similar experience, Something happens, perhaps even a traumatic experience that causes us to dive deeply into our innermost, that innermost aspect of ourselves. But this is what our master teachers have been teaching us for centuries. That is that the the, the kingdom of heaven is within us. And soul contact, I think, is one element or aspect of the kingdom of heaven, higher consciousness that is inside of us, but which if we don't know about it, isn't available to us. So, you know, soul is, from my experience, right there all the time uh, with with me, available to me. But it's, it's not that I can see it, it's that I can sense it with spiritual intuition. And the more I've worked with this, the closer that relationship becomes. I mean, there's a, there's a time when there's a sense of oneness, my soul, um, that that feels like you know no separation between myself and it. And I, I use I use the affectionate term high C uh, for my soul. I have ongoing conversations with my soul. One of the one of the things that High C has taught me is a manifestation practice, um, which I can share with you. That manifestation practice is called the best possible outcomes process. And in that best possible outcomes process, what I do is a, a little short meditation that goes like this. I ask High C, higher consciousness. For the best possible outcome, as it relates to my conversation with Jane this morning on her podcast, and then I pause, take a deep breath or two, and typically I'll have a sort of a <clears throat> a sharp intake breath that indicates that that part of myself, the soul part of myself, is has engaged which tells me that I've gotten a response that says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll go before you to smooth out the path. And you can leave this 
problem, issue, concern, or whatever in, in, in my hands. And then I conclude with a thank you to higher consciousness for its participation in my daily life. And then I can go about my business because what I've done is to turn that concern over to to my higher consciousness for the best possible outcome. And that outcome typically is the best possible outcome for my evolution and for my growth. So it's not necessarily what I would expect to occur with my human mind. I mean, I could use it for uh, transportation, for example. What I do is ask for a generalized notion of transportation rather than a brand new BMW appearing in my driveway tomorrow. Knowing that whatever transportation solution comes forward is what's going to be best for me and my evolution and development. So it's something that can be used for anything. It's a, it's a little process, but what it, what it does is to engage my higher consciousness. It engages my soul in my ongoing daily activities. And this is something that soul wants to participate in. It longs really to have that ongoing daily give and take between uh, my higher between soul uh, and my and my human self so my spiritual self my human self and they begin over time they begin to merge more and more over time it sort of begins to feel like a oneness experience with that part of myself mm. i know i've sort of gone into a long explanation uh in answer to your question but i hope that's helpful no what i find interesting is mm. you answer the questions that I'm thinking before I even say them. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something going That's on. <laughs> <laughs> but there has to be a certain amount of trust and relinquishing control completely, right? Because you have to be open to what comes and That's it may correct. not be what you thought would come, right? That's correct. Yeah. But but it's almost always uh, you know, a better outcome than I would even have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. And that connection of oneness, what does that feel like in your body? How do you know that's happening? It, it, it's not a, a feeling in my body per se, mm-hmm. as much as it is a sense in consciousness, in my in my awareness. So it, it's it's almost as if uh, I feel sort of an upliftment in my consciousness or in my awareness. It's it's a it's a shift really into uh, a five dimensional reality. So what it, it's sort of a sharpening of my awareness. It's an upliftment in my vibratory rate. Um, sometimes I even have the have an experience of illumination, where I just feel lit up. So it has that kind of uh, aspect to it mm-hmm. that lets me know that 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 that's engaged. Yeah, and that you're connected. Correct. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's a connection. That's right. So yeah. it's almost like, you know, picking up the telephone or cell phone and making a connection. And, you know, you, you know that you've got a connection going. So how do you teach others to achieve something similar? Well, the first thing is just to know that it's possible. 
mm-hmm. or that, in fact, I think all of us in a way intuitively know that we have a soul, that we have an aspect to ourselves, which is a a spark of God, if you will, a spark of spirit. I like to use the term the all rather than God, because God has such so many connotations to it. But I think we all know that that part of us lies within. And if we use various practices like this best possible outcome, if you know, if you experiment with it for a while, what you'll find is it begins to work. You know, it might not work the first time, might not work the 10th time, might not work the hundredth time, although typically it, it happens fairly quickly with uh, just some applied practice. Meditation uh, is, to me, the most direct path to soul contact. So, number one, if you can uh, just uh, understand or entertain the idea that you, you have a soul, which I think all of us kind of know, and that soul contact is possible, that's the first step in the in the process, just knowing that that's possible, and then doing some practices that put you in a position to get your mind out of the way so that that relationship begins to occur. So, Journaling is a, is a way, meditative journaling, spiritual journey, journaling, if you will, a, a meditation practice of some sort, being out in, in nature, getting quiet, asking your soul to be with you or to reveal itself to you. All of those are pretty simple, straightforward, but in, in a way, unusual ways to have that experience. And, you know, the first experience might seem a little bit odd, and you might think that you're just imagining things. Continually working with it, it it begins to be something that is obvious and becomes rather easily a part of daily life because you're turning within and becoming open to the experience. And, you know, soul is, boy, right there. I mean, you know, wants that to occur. So part of it is just being open to it. Yeah. And then looking within, I find it interesting that we are programmed to think everything is outside of ourselves in order to achieve and get and be labels, things, whereas it's actually the opposite. Well, it is. And and that's the three-dimensional training that we've gotten from, you know, day one on on the planet. And everybody agrees that that's the way it is. So you don't have much um, alternative uh, teaching available uh, until you begin to seek it out. Or if you happen to be very lucky, uh, you begin to encounter it, you know, in your early life. But, But most of us don't begin to encounter spirit until later in our lives. And you talk about sacred sense manifestation or mindfulness. Yes. Is that's just paying attention to this in the moment or just describe what you mean by that? Well, there are a couple of issues that your question raises. The first is that mindfulness is a meditation practice where you pause for a moment 
perhaps just take a deep breath and become aware of your surroundings and begin to notice what's in the moment. Another way to do that is with small, short sayings to remind yourself to go within. For example, uh, peace, be still is a very powerful mindfulness practice that will help you when you remember, and this is all about remembering to remember in a way, to remember uh, to go within, even if just for a moment or 10 seconds or 30 seconds. Um, What I do is a longer meditation practice in the morning and in the evening before I go to bed. It's a meditation practice that I call higher consciousness meditation. And then I use mindfulness practices throughout the day that are intended to just remember, to wake up, to um, vibe up, if you will, to uh, elevate my consciousness. And peace be still is, is one of those. Or, or just saying to, to myself, I, I'm one with, with my higher consciousness, or I see, I'm, I'm aware of you at, at this moment. It, it's becoming aware of the presence of that, which does lie within you, but again, it's kind of, well, it's invisible, so you can't see it, um, but you can sense it. And you sense it with, uh, I think, your spiritual intuition. Or you use a mindfulness practice like sacred seeing. Sacred seeing is, is merely uh, taking a moment, pausing, and shifting your consciousness to an elevated way of seeing what's in front of you. And it's it's really fun, to, for example, to go to the grocery store uh, and to, and to shift consciousness and look around and see the people around you in their elevated state, if you will, or in their soul state to see beyond the obvious and to see spirit. So there are various practices that one can employ to elevate consciousness or to elevate awareness. And that's the point of these practices. It's not the the practice itself or even the words itself. It's that, that the use of mindfulness practices elevates consciousness or elevates awareness, puts you in touch with your higher self and enables you to, as I like to say, be in five-dimensional reality, which is, like I said earlier, interpenetrating three-dimensional reality, but is invisible uh, unless your consciousness is uplifted or there's a shift in your awareness. And then you must feel a sense of flow. I mean, the, 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 the nice, you know, senses or feelings that come out of is, is a sense of freedom, uh, a, a sense of happiness, a, a sense of just being comfortable, you know, relaxing into it, abiding, if you will, in that experience. That's exactly what being in the flow is all about. And it could be the antidote for depression because it is so, the opposite. Yes, um, you know, depression. All of our all of our feelings, one of one sort or another, from depression to anger to happiness to joy, um, are, are all vibrant. Vi- have a vibratory frequency. 
of lower or higher rates. The more that you begin to live at a higher rate of frequency by doing spiritual practices and by doing some other things that I've spoken of this morning, the more you're likely to be at a higher feeling rate where you're in a in, in a sense of comfort, in a sense of joy, in a sense of happiness. In a sense. So yes, the more you do this, the less the lower level or lower vibratory emotional frequencies are part of your daily experience. So that that begins to subside because that's a, in many ways a, a body-mind experience, depression. You know, the, the more uh, that, that just begins to fade away. It just subsides um, because that part of you that is generating that sense of depression just begins to dissolve. Right. And then you can mm-hmm. access small miracles in your own life and create the mystery and the joy. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. Absolutely. And at the same time, when you raise your vibration, you attract more of that, don't you? So that it's. It's perpetual. Well, you do. Um, and, you know, the law of vibration is that like attract, like attracts like. So if you're, if you're being or operating uh, at, at a higher rate of frequency, the likelihood that you'll attract better and higher, more higher frequency people, things, circumstances into your life just becomes natural because of that law of vibration and the vibratory frequency that attracts higher frequency experiences, higher frequency feelings, higher frequency thoughts. Yeah. So if someone was in a situation where they just got separated or just got fired, (laughs) feeling, you know, that really low point, I know that everything you've suggested would work. Do you have like a sequence? Maybe, you know, you could, do this, then this, and then this. Understand. Well, <clears throat> I think part of it really comes down to each individual mm-hmm. has their own path, if you will. Each individual has their own um, way of doing things, has their own way of responding to you know, outside stimuli. So I don't know that there's always a, a formula that says if you do this and this and this, then you'll get this result because each of us is so different and we learn differently um, and our experiences are different. But again, I think meditation in many ways is the most direct path to the experience of what I'm talking about. And there are lots of meditation practices out there. I developed higher consciousness meditation because I'd spent a lot of time in in meditation over the years. um, And a lot of Meditation practices, traditional meditation practices are about taming the mind, almost as if the mind were a wild horse that, that, that needs to be tamed. Well, that's a, that can be a long and arduous, uh, undertaking because the mind doesn't really want to be tamed. It mm-hmm. doesn't want to really give up control un- unless and until it feels comfortable enough with a, higher level of interaction that satisfies it sufficiently to just quieten down on its own. So 
the, the meditation practice that I developed, higher consciousness meditation, is really intended to um, take people to an experience of soul, higher consciousness, illumination, more directly than trying to tame the mind. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. To go back to having the intent that the best outcome will happen. Yes. Is like what you said at the beginning is super important. Yes, certainly uh, asking and inviting and opening up and being willing. I mean, all of that is part of what will result in a an experience of higher consciousness. Again, it, you know, at first, it's a willingness to entertain that, that that's even possible. So I think, you know, part of my message is that you and I are all and and all of us are eternal beings that in addition to being human beings, we're spiritual beings. We're spiritual beings occupying highly complex biomechanical vehicles, which one of these days we're going to exit, and that which exits is the higher consciousness, our soul, you know, for whatever our, the, our you know, the, the next adventure is that we will have on the other side. Um, so, First and foremost, one has to be exposed to this idea and perhaps even entertain this idea as as being something that seems desirable uh, uh, and potentially attainable. And I think everybody who who embarks on a spiritual path can look back to a time, if not a specific moment, when something occurred that stimulated a desire to know more and to know more than was traditionally available and to explore um, some some practices uh, that actually put you on, on, on a path to higher consciousness and on a path to elevated awareness, on a path to um, growth and evolution beyond the just the human uh, experience that we're also familiar with. Yeah, and it's usually the dark night of the soul, or that that can be down. a good that <laughs> uh, yes, it, unfortunately, and for or unfortunately, that is one of the things that often uh, jolts people out of their complacency and their satisfaction with three dimensional reality and yeah. their day to day human experience. Yeah. Where you just question, what is this all about? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Now, there's got to be. There's got to be more. There's I mean, got to be you know, more. <laughs> at some point, you know, there's got to be more than this. This is. This can't be all there is. These and it, you know, it's these kinds of conversations that uh, sometimes is the spark uh, yeah. for uh, somebody to say, "Hmm, that's interesting." I should explore this. Maybe I'll, I'll 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 get a book, or maybe I'll continue to listen to Jane's uh, podcast and, and and see what I can get out of that. And and, and uh, maybe I'll go back and s- listen to some others and see what they've said, and and yeah. see what tools they have to offer. Yeah, and it is unique for everyone, isn't it? Yes, it the, is. I the think. right yeah. little truths that come at the right moment. 
Now, Blair, when you speak of the higher self, like we, our soul is within us, but is there a part of us that's also residing outside of us, like in the fifth dimension or just describe that a bit more. And then anything else that really feels important to share. And then I'm going to have you just tell us how we can get in touch with what you're teaching and a bit more about it. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say, because it's not my experience, that it's that soul is something outside. Although, as I've as I said earlier, soul, soul experience, spirit is a is a fifth dimensional experience. It's a fifth dimensional understanding. It's a fifth dimensional vibratory rate. Now, I think that's inside of me, and I think that's what our master teachers have all said that the kingdom of heaven is within you. Spirit is within you. It's an imprisoned splendor, as as one poet describes it. So that's how I would describe it as being as being more than I would say this is outside of me, because I don't see it as being outside of me. And in fact, at, at some point in spiritual development, I began to realize again what our spiritual teachers have taught us from the beginning, and that is that the Father, if you will, or God, or the all, or higher consciousness is within us, and we are within it, and we are one with it. So it's that oneness is how I would describe it, as a feeling and as a understanding and as an experience and as a knowing more than I would describe it as something outside of myself. And like I said, I, I think I think um, meditation is the most direct path to awakening and the one that I would recommend to people. Find some meditative practice that works for you that's that 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 gives you that sense of higher consciousness or greater awareness or true awareness, if you will. Just explore, play, try it out, see what works. I love the word play. I remember when I was a kid learning to meditate, I learned to meditate when I was 13 or 14. And I thought, I, to me, it was play. It was connecting to something that was just a little bit more mm, magical, exciting. Yes. Yeah. And I saw it that way. So... Yeah, I love that word because it it takes away the heaviness or I have to do it this way, right? Right. No, it should be it should be an enjoyable experience. It shouldn't be a, a grind. It shouldn't be a grudge or a grind. Um, a grind. You know, it, it's it's really intended to be an upliftment. And how do people find more of you, Blair? Well, one way is to go to my website. It, the website is called highcmeditation.com. That's H I capital C meditation.com. And there you can get a, a free copy of my mindfulness book, uh, if you wish, and you can explore around. My books are at Amazon. And I have, like I said, six in number um, that have lots of tools. Uh, and much of what we talked about today in those books. And uh, I invite people to uh, join my, my newsletter, my community. I'll, I'll send out a an email twice a month, and it that's a way to connect and to find out what's going on in my community and experiences that I offer. 
So those are, those are the best ways. And just to be reminded, <clears throat> you know, that to get back on track, if you've jumped, jumped <laughs> tracks a little. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Blair. And I'll be sure to put those links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the information in this episode, share it with someone you care about and know will benefit. There is one thing for certain. Meltdowns are inevitable. Let's move into mastery together. In the show notes, you'll find my link tree, which has links to many of the most popular platforms. You'll also find links to connect to the featured guest, webpage, and social media. Thanks again for being committed to mastery. Change in this world really starts within each of us.